Welcome back to the Who Witch Where podcast, where I talk to witches about witch stuff, witch life, witch stories, and sometimes a little witchcraft. This episode is the second half of my interview with Macy of the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Macy lets us know her struggles with witchcraft, or lack thereof, her feelings about arguing on the internet, and tells probably the funniest story about a dogfight that I've ever heard. Be sure to go back and listen to the first half of the interview if you missed out. And now back to the stories. Yeah, let's get back to normal. Struggle with witchcraft. (laughs) It was. It's an improving thing now, but I am naturally a very, well, I'm very pragmatic by like nature and sense and spirit. I am so woo, like. I mean, even as, like, a four-year-old, there's, like, Polaroids of me running around in these woods in a fucking fairy costume as a hobby, you know? Like, that's just what I was into. And that's my nature. And the problem is, though, is that when that nature has to compete with really intense physical world demands, it can wilt. And, uh, like, you know... I'm full-time now, but, like, my previous job, while I I enjoyed it, like, I really did, like, it tested and took every scrap of my rational mind to do it. It was a hard job, it was a demanding job, and it was a job that I had a lot of say in and, like, consequence in that same vein, you know? And so the longer I was there, the harder and harder and harder it was to reconnect to the metaphysical like and that's my biggest difficulty with witchcraft is that when i am having to have feet in both worlds i because i think i'm also naturally pretty pragmatic i will start to slip away kind of into that side and so while i can feel very very connected and i believe in the connection i have to work pretty regularly regularly at it to keep it open. Otherwise I'll start slipping into what needs to be done. Like the very normal practical business side of life, because I also have that kind of, of brain. I relate to that. It's it's a weird mix, you know, it's kind of, it's a weird balance. Right now I'm just like trying not to die of heat stroke. So yeah, I don't have very much magic to do. Good enough, you know, <laughs> honestly, like, which I though I do wonder, like, at like in the evening time, I bet like the earth has to probably feel pretty buzzy after soaking up so much solar energy at in a day. I, because I have this idiotic schedule where I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning, I can't go out by the time it's cool, which is probably around 10 or yeah, 11. You need to be in bed. I've been asleep for three hours. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go to bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're pretty much just, like, only yeah, awake so, for the most part for the scorching heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get off at 10, and that's when it's, like, 103. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Damn. Yeah. But when it's not this three months of hell, everything's great here. <laughs> yeah. Just three months where everything sucks. Yeah, I... Well, unfortunately, like, as the climate is 
worsening. Like summer, like summer is something I love very much. And summer here is great. But now summer, because of other places in like, I, I, I get worried now. There's a sense of when like June shows up that I'm like, here we go. Like what's going to happen this year? Like how many acres are going to burn this year? And how, you know, like yeah. it's kind of turned into a real, almost like a solemn at the same time of like, all right, let's see where this one takes us. It's kind of scary. Yeah. On that super positive note, what makes you angry about the witch community? <laughs> <laughs> I. <sighs> or is there anything? There, I mean, angry is a is a strong word. There's a few things that I what I don't understand, unhappy? and it's it's not about the witchcraft community in particular. It's just about again, I'm a luddite, and I'm also a recluse by nature and maybe an alien slash lizard. So relating to people is not always something that I'm just super, I can relate to people's emotions because I can feel them, but people's actions confuse me. And I just, just just like some of the, like why, and you might be able to help me with this, but like, why do people get on witch talk if it just pisses them off? Why? Why do you do it? But I hear that all the I time. That's like, why I deleted TikTok. That's okay. I was getting mad. So I was like, well, but I'm also almost 50. TikTok is aimed at people who are younger who don't know that they can just not comment. <laughs> well, and I guess that's the thing. I, Plus, it's just... I grew up without the internet. I was without the internet at this point, maybe not in a couple of years, but at this point, I didn't have internet longer than I did. Was that kind of great? No. Really? I, I have, I mean, very, very <laughs> small, small memories of not having, like, internet. Like, we had stable, pretty stable internet when I was about 10. But, like, we still had dial-up before then, you know. But um, I was, like, I 26 when we got AOL. Oh. And I remember the sound of it dialing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but that's my answer. I think that, like, my niece, she'll continue the conversation when she could just say okay and walk away that's what gets me the most is is and again and this is not like completely like just witchcraft community specific but every community because i think internet culture has just made people love to fight each other and that bothers me a a lot because i do see it a lot in the witchcraft community to where it just it escalates immediately you know, like, it, it's like, there's not even, it's just people just come out swinging, you know, and that really, I, it irritates the hell out of me. It really, really does, you know, and like, luckily, most of the time, for instance, like in the coven, there's some really interesting educational conversations that can go on over there that don't devolve into chaos. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always happen. But a lot of the times, that's how it goes, you know, but every now and again, it's just like, I don't. And and it's like something's in the water because it's like everyone wants to fight some days, you know? And it's, it's, and I don't know if it's like astrologically connected sometimes, but like every now and again, and it's like not even just in like the coven or whatever, but if it's like I'm on Reddit or anywhere, there will just be periods of time to where no matter where I look, people are fighting. And I'm really sensitive to that. Like I don't 
like it when people argue. I, it's, I feel like of all that, like empath emotions, anger is probably the worst for me. Even if it's not my own, if I'm just around people who are irritated, it's completely just, and I can like feel that through words, you know? And so if it's just like everywhere I'm looking, people are just fighting each other for no real actual reason other than because they're behind their keyboards and can like, just be fucking nice. And I yeah. just, I see that in the witchcraft community all the time just snarky petty bullshit when it's like what we are so limited on the amount of seconds that we get in this life you don't get many you know and you don't know when they're gonna run out like is this really truly how you want to spend them i i don't get it well on tiktok at least i think it's because they haven't been without the internet that's all they know and they're yeah. young and don't realize hey i don't have to respond uh, you know and I at guess least for true. tiktok i think that's why to be, i don't know about everything else to be fair like when i was like a, a teenager you know like a like 16 through like 19 year old i had a pretty big streak of that like the i'm right and i'm gonna tell you why i'm right and i'm not gonna stop until you think i'm right I, 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 you, you do kind of, hopefully not everybody, but you can grow out of that a little bit, but I will, I will say that, yeah, I, I had a streak of that too when I was a teenager, like big it time. It took me like 40 years uh, <laughs> and I still do it sometimes cause I'm, I can get riled. <laughs> I have my triggers. I, um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I it's it's just if on online communication is it online? Inter the internet's a, a place that um, I've I've never felt super at home at anyway. And it's like one of those things. It's like as soon as people start fighting, even if it's something honestly that I like care about, I'm disengaging. I'm 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 out. Like I it it's something about it just really shoots my anxiety through the roof because i don't like people fighting in person and for some mm -hmm. reason people fighting online feels the same to me because it is and i know that there are two people that don't and it's a it's it's worse to be honest because these are two people that don't even know each other who are fighting just for the fuck of it and, and there's no th there's nothing holding them back from being as nasty as they can be exactly and and there's so it's just like, social agreement where you don't say those things in person right and I just, I don't know, I'm super sensitive to it. And it just, I almost shut down. Like, I'll just like put the phone away and just disengage for a while. Because I just, I get reminded how people act <laughs> every now and again on the internet. But I would say that's the biggest thing. I just wish people would be nice. And, and more often than not, in person, they are. Yeah. You know, like, and just remember that we're all striving for the same thing here you know like at the end of the day and that i think is really important you know and remembering that and we got to stick together as it is you know like there's not that many of us um and comparatively or if they are you know a lot of them are alone and don't realize that there's a community so if this community could just fucking get along <laughs> that would be really great for us because you know that's how things should work and in unity. But I, I don't know. It's luckily most of the time. And I don't know. I've heard, I don't join other Facebook groups. There's a lot of people say that like Facebook groups are just toxic as fuck. Yeah. I, ours doesn't, 
ours isn't really that bad. And like, people will say like, I left this group because of like, apparently just power trips. Like mm-hmm. just people like, especially mods, like think good. You're, you're just this mute. Y'all, we have good, good mods, but like mods get power trippy and shit. And it's just like, oh, sometimes I just wish the internet, I just wish people wrote letters because that's the thing. When you write letters, you get so much time to cool down and you're probably going to crumple a few up. You know, you're going to go through the work to write that thing, you know, and you're going to go through the trouble of mailing it. So by the time you've written a letter, put a stamp on an envelope, wrote the address on it, you might not even send it because you might be over it, you know, but with instant communication, people can just spew whatever they want at another person that they don't even and that's just not something that I think humans uh, need. Need. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, yes, precisely. <laughs> My friend Summer says that the internet is not real. Instagram's not real. Facebook isn't real. No matter how famous you are on those things or how great you seem, you still have to go brush your teeth and make yeah. food and find a way to provide for your family. Mm-hmm. No matter what the hell happens on the internet. So stop getting that into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's another thing too, to where like now, you know, like that's like the frontier, you know, like like social media and things like that. Like market, your marketing is done through there. A lot of businesses are run through there. Like it's become so integrated almost as a need and, you know, if you want to run any sort of like organization or anything like that, that you just gotta, you have to like deal with it. And I think because it's everybody, it's connected to so many people, you can't, you're going to have those that just idolize the ones on top, you know, because it's a C, it's a massive C. And there are just some people, you know, like, you know, like the really, really big Instagram accounts. And I think that in itself is a fascinating draw for people. Like just the element of success and the meaning of it in a social media platform by like, you know, in the meaning of like followers and stuff like that. I think it's like flies to a light, you know, like it's because like there's just so many people in the world and it's like, that's the new definition of making it, you know? That's so weird. It's weird. All the little kids who want to be YouTube stars. That's what say their what? job dream is. All these little kids now say they want to be YouTube, YouTubers. Yeah. That's what their dream job is. That's weird. Yeah. And it's like possible. And that's like, I know that's weird. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's and so, but that said, the problem is, is that I do think that it just really, if you're not careful, it will dive you into a world that is not real. Like you said, it's just completely fictional. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place to be. If you struggle from any sort of imposter syndrome as it is uh i feel like you know it's you know especially like for instance like in the witchcraft community if you just like follow a whole bunch of accounts of people to where every picture they post is just this incredible like ritual costume with like the lines and shit on their nose and they are in like this beautiful landscape and everything they do is like top notch you're probably gonna say what aesthetic to death uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna probably feel a bit inadequate you know, because if if that's your reality, that is what being a witch is, you know, things like that. And I just think it's very important to step away and 
find out for yourself too, you know, and listen to things for yourself. And just remember at the end of the day that you have a mind of your own and remember that there's places that exist outside of that. And that's not everything. And I think if that became a bit more normal, just people stepping away, I just think that a lot of the anger would ease. It's just, they're so tense. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I sound a lot like a Luddite. I, not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Some things, yeah, but not in this. People <laughs> need to unplug. Yeah. And I love it, dude. I love it. And it, it makes us probably like shitty business people, but like it it's kind of leads to like Charlie and me sometimes take a long time to get things done way longer than normal. But like sometimes we'll just unplug for a few days and like disappear. And I think that's added to the longevity of the show in, in doing so. We don't run ourselves ragged. And every now and again, if we're just both like, we just need to like, and, and I think we'll sometimes do it to each other, you know, to where it's like, right, I'm, 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 I'm going to kind of like go dark for a few days, you know? And, and that's just how it works. You can kind of step away and do your thing and come back refreshed. And then you come back and your phone is full of knife emojis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that is so effective. Like, it is amazing. And it's like to the point now to where one of us almost senses it because it's like immediately after the knives, you get an answer. And that's both parties. It's just like, you just know it's coming. As a joke, I kind of wanted to send Charlie a Marco just showing pictures of knives. <laughs> And just be like, just wanted to say hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so like, is this how you emoji? <laughs> it, yeah, it's so ferocious, but man, it's so effective. And it's like always at the best moments too. Like when, like I was having just like a day outside, away from my phone, the day that like they announced the most outstanding oh, podcast yeah. of the year, twenty twenty. And I was just completely oblivious. Then I checked my phone and there's like 14 Marcos and like a million knife emojis. And I was like, something happened. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time I think of the knife emoji. Yeah, which is, comes arms. up surprisingly often, which it I does. don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, in it, my personal brain story. <laughs> It's just so, and it's such an intense knife too. It's like the Mike Myers, like the, the, like the Halloween knife. It's very intense, <laughs> you know, and it just, it says everything you need without saying it. What is something you wish, well, we might've kind of covered this actually. What is something you wish was discussed more in the witch community? That's a tough question because there's a lot of things discussed in the witch community. I just wish they were discussed nicer. Differently. But, yeah. Uh, or I guess just disgust in general uh, in like the civil way. But that's kind of tricky. I, I do like bringing, like bringing forth the discussion of like the non, like not gatekeeping. Um, that's something that I, I don't like to see, you know, that kind of gatekeeper's attitude of, you know, there was a post about it the other day of someone being like, you're not like a genetic lineage witch. You're yeah. not a witch. It's like, that's Dumb. complete and utter <laughs> horse shit. Yeah. 
and you know it. Like, come on. Shit like that. Um, I, I do. And it's it's talked about pretty openly. But I do wish that it was, like, the more known, like, you know, like, the, that it was, like, the more... Because I do think it could be very discouraging or intimidating to someone who has an interest in it. And if that's the first thing they come across, they're just... They're done. You know? Like, I, I, I don't like things like that. Like, I don't like anything that to where if a you know because and this is i do have a marketer's mind like i i i have i'm a creative marketer and i understand like the the psychology behind marketing and stuff like that which is the fun part that i like and i i put myself in the person's shoes because i was there not that long ago it was only three years ago that i was that person you know and i put myself in that person's shoes and they find an interest in something probably online and read a whole bunch of comments that are just gatekeeper like gatekeeping just hateful bullshit and i know that that ha- i know that happens all the time you know and it's like i just i wish that the the it's intimidating right now like currently i do feel like it's a little intimidating to put your toe into the community and i wish that it wasn't as much uh and that you know, it was more widely accepted, you know, that it's okay to be a solo practitioner and to be brand new. But like, you know, right now that, you know, a lot of the stigma is like, still like, you need to have a coven and you got to do this and that, you know, and it's just like, I think it overcomplicates witchcraft in a way, if that makes sense. And sometimes people like to make it seem a little bit more daunting and exclusive than, than it, than it is, or than it, it should be. This is interesting because I just did an interview with a new witch and she says that she feels super welcomed. Well, good. Like, I'm glad to hear that. And like, uh, I was, you know, my experience was excellent too. You know, I I just know that, um, I mean, specifically from like in the bunch of gatekeeper at it, you know, like. It's not everybody, and I think as as witchcraft is growing more mainstream, it's becoming less and less. But there, I have like seen like con- like conversations of like witches, and this is not this is just purely like putting like a, a timeline on it, like kind of like the earlier witches in like the nineties and like late eighties, you know, like that that generation of witches seeing like the new age generation of witches is just being like full of shit, you know guilty and 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 that's it's i guess you know it's normal with any kind of like generational anything you know there's gonna be a bit of that but i just don't want it to to encroach into rudeness to where they make it seem like the new witches don't have a place when they do i just thought it was interesting because I also expected her when she started talking about it. I thought she was going to say, "Oh, it seems pretty gatekeepy," and she was the complete opposite. I was shocked. I'm glad. I'm really, really me too. Really I, was, glad. I was really interested to see that. Oh, the world's different than what I thought it was. How does that well, even work? <laughs> and it's amazing too because, like, even just in the three years since we started Waba, the community has just not only grown, not just like the Waba community, but the witchcraft community yeah. has exploded. And I, I like to think that that's a big part of it, you know, is that that's going to become less and less 
uh, as more people are trying to find their their place in in the thick of it. And it is, I mean, the growth is just absolutely incredible. I'm loving it. I am too. I I really am. Like I'm I'm happy to see it because it, it's just it's just a good nice peaceful state of mind you know if nothing else like and i I think the the world needs more of that uh you know for like a a way to just kind of like archetype it like kind of going back to the the goddess type energy you know what i mean like just kind of everybody just getting along and yeah peaceful and just trying to feel each other and just be a part of each other and the community. I'm just, I'm very happy to see it. And I think that, you know, these are just isolating times in general, like not even just due to COVID, like just as you know, it gets harder to make a living and harder to do this and that. And, you know, things like that. It's just, sometimes you can just find yourself isolated and feeling like you're the only one out there and any community and and especially when you can wrap any sort of spiritual connection in there I just think is going to help so many people just feel feel better about where they are and who they are who would you say are the three most influential people to you and your craft one of them is my grandma uh, the one that I bought the house from this was her house and she's not like a labeled witch you know but like she is um to her bones <laughs> but uh me and her are a lot alike in a lot of ways and she allowed this property down here in this house to become what it is she breathed life uh into this house and you know it, it it's hard to explain until you're here but the the world's most impeccable creative homemaker lived in this house for 20 years and just made it very interesting you know she's a writer she's a poet she's a painter she's a sewist she is a like master genealogist she's knows everything about fucking aromatherapy she was a soap maker that one she did she just did everything you know like and so there was always just this creative very thoughtful energy and you know she just respected this place she respected the house and you know therefore this house has a i don't it's just a place that you come and feel that this place has been cherished and respected and the trees know it and the woods know it and it's just there's this sense of welcoming here and just the way that she was constantly evolving and, you know, I'm a natural homemaker too. I'm a homebody. I like to work in tandem with my house as an entity. And I feel like she did the same thing. And I, I really, I learned a lot just kind of, I, I don't, I didn't learn it directly, but I'm realizing now in my living here, how similar we are and how I can just sense her imprint on this house still. And that's, I respect the hell out of that. Like that's, cool um let me see uh charlie of course like i mean truly like i was wondering if you guys were gonna do that (laughs) well and it's just like i legitimately like we keep each other fresh because we are polar opposites in so many ways 
And I, I think our strengths play really, really well off of each other. And we balance each other out. And that's also in witchcraft. And while we've not done actual spell work together very much, just hearing what she has to say about her work with spirit, you know, and things like that. It's just, a, it's a, it's a wonderful connection to another side of things. That's not natural to me, but through her, I can feel it. You know, if that, if that makes sense, like we're just, we're very energetically connected and I am where I am because of her and vice versa, you know, like our commitment to what we've done I would not have grown and be doing, I wouldn't be calling up Baba Yaga if not for Charlie. <laughs> you know, like that just would have never happened. It had, we had to, it was, it took us each other, both of us. And um, so definitely, definitely her. Uh, let me see. Number three. Will you find me lame if I say you? That would be weird, but not lame. Okay, well, I don't know if you'd be like, <laughs> who the hell am ass. I? <laughs> but seriously, though, like, well, I, if I, I was actually like an, an important person, I would, but who the hell am I? <laughs> well, but you, dude, you amaze me all of the time because, and I think it's, you're so fucking practical in the shit that you do with your spell work, and it's amazing. Like, and I, I don't always, and, and for so many reasons, dude, like, I, you, put out so much content for one and I don't know how you do it. And I don't know where you find the time or the energy and that's not witchcraft specific, but it's, you're just always up to something, dude. And that's amazing. But I don't know, like just, I, I've learned a lot from you just through. This is going to make me cry. What the hell? <laughs> well, just in talking, you know, just like our little random Instagram conversations, you know, like I, I can just ask you shit and I know you're going to have an answer to it. Like you fucking always do. And I just little things I, I do. I know because I've kind of picked them up from you. Like the way that I make my egg powder is exactly the way that you make yours, you know, <laughs> little things like that. Like I put the extra herbs in it and shit. And it's exactly the same. And just kind of taking that attitude of, if you have this, use it, you know, and I, that's a, that's turned into a big part of my practice. And I've just kind of seen you operate in that way of using what you have and trying to become more sufficient, self-sufficient. And I don't know, it's just, I, I, it's a big part of it. It's, it's very inspiring to me. Oh my gosh, that's. Thank you. <laughs> Plus, it's amazing that you literally might actually be our first listener that's not family. We can't pinpoint it actually, but like, we have our suspicions. And that's cool. <laughs> like, that, you know, that's just wild. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I love that. Like, I love that our early crew is still around. Like, I mean, the, the, like you, like first five listeners are still here. And that just gives me so much hope because like, like we were talking about the imposter syndrome every now and again, I do wonder like, how is this existing? Like, how have we not run this into the ground? And how have we not gotten on y'all's nerves? That's the biggest question that I think a lot. Like, how are y'all not just fucking done with us by 15 minutes into the episode 
Because you feel like family. I guess so. I guess so. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) We weasel our way into your hearts. (laughs) You just make me have actual literal tears, so... I think that's the most refreshing thing of all, because like one thing that Charlie and me have that is very rare together is that we have exactly the same sense of humor. It it is perfect. And we both think each other are the funniest fucking people that have ever walked the planet. And I'm so glad that that translates because so much of it is just us cracking each other up. And I'm glad that other people think that we're funny and not just us thinking each other are funny. That's good. It's just good to know. I went and looked. When you guys mentioned that you got not five-star reviews, I was like, how dare you? Who did that? And I went and looked and I was like. They're fucking hilarious. Who are you people? And it's like, like when we what do read you them, want out of your life? Like we read them and we're just like, we can't even be mad. We're just like, yeah, you're right. You don't need to listen to us. Like we are not your bag. And I guess that is okay. Exactly. Like, I don't think I want to be friends with that person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's to the point now to where when we get one, it's, it's almost just like a, oh, let's, let's see what the press says today. You know, like, cause we're in it now. We're in it. We can't. We can't change and suddenly start becoming less yeah, obnoxious. Well, that would be, that would, uh, you would lose listeners if you did. We'd lose listeners. And, like, that's the thing. Like when we were, we're like, here for it. We tried to be courteous. And we were like, oh, we'll put the bullshit after the credits and see how that goes. And they were like, y'all, no, don't do that. Like, put the bullshit where the bullshit belongs, damn it. So here we are. Put the bullshit after the credits. But leave the bullshit. There's just extra bullshit yeah, at the just, end. Just <laughs> put more bullshit. We need more bullshit. <laughs> I'm and that's wonderful because y'all just let us <laughs> y'all just let us run wild with it and like like fucking Rocco and laser you know like it really it, is like hanging out i'm so i'm just so glad <laughs> i really am it's just it's wonderful because we're both natural creatives and we love to create and we have imaginations that are so fucking huge and it's so nice that we can just be completely ourselves with our stupid ideas and they resonate. It just it's wonderful. It's ruined me for other podcasts. <laughs> you know, there's not two, there has to be two people, or I'm just like, this is kind of bland. <laughs> I it's ruined me. Like just mine and Charlie's connection and our just ability to uh, it we're not putting on voices and we're not like it's just literally a conversation that has ruined me on podcasts. Like if if they're like putting on a, you know, like you know, the voices, you know, yeah. like it, I just can't, or if they don't perfect, this is kind of like, hmm, but if they don't perfectly jive together, I'm out. And that's probably a little bit ridiculous, but I've found such comfort in being able to converse with Charlie in that way that it's like, if I'm going to listen to another podcast type, I want to hear the same kind of flow. I don't want to be made uneasy. That's why I listen to you at Ear Biscuits, and that's almost it. I need to listen to them. I, I just keep hearing wonderful things. It's fascinating to me that they met in first grade and they're still best friends. That's, that's like fascinating. I don't that's know. That's like cosmic. At that I never, point. I didn't even like my sister for the first 20, 30 years. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I don't communicate with a single, I don't think uh, person anymore from that young. I mean, that's, that's amazing. 
I know. It fascinates me. So I kind of have to listen to see. Is this <laughs> still happening? Are y'all still buddies? It's so <laughs> alien to me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm a bit, I'm I'm kind of like a bit of a podcast, like, Judas. I'm not very loyal, I guess. Like, I kind of bounce around a lot depending on my mood and, like, if I want to hear fiction or if I want to hear, you know, this or that, which... I don't know if that's a bad thing that like as a podcaster, I should be more avid in my like podcast research and listening to others, but I, who you are. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I, and I, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't have it in me to, to, to do that. So I listen to my like handful of just like ones that I kind of cycle through and I'll leave them for a few months and I'll come back. And I do that. That keeps me, that keeps me good. He's my podcast pantry. Although, remember how you described what it was like to get back into reading fiction? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up listening to, like, radio serials on NPR. Oh, and yeah. And then they, the, back to Red Link again, I can't escape. But they came out with Ronstadt, which is a serial. It feels like that. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I I felt the same way when I the first podcast. I'm gonna be very cliche right now. The first podcast I ever listened to was Serial, and I ever it was I was working at my corporate job and I'd never listened to a podcast before. It was 2016. I had never listened to a podcast before, and I listened to Serial, and it did sweep me up. Like I just that medium. Like it, it gave me the same feeling, like that 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 swelling of like excitement that come the same love of like when I fell into fiction. Like I do remember the first time I fell into like a, a podcast like that that was telling a story, and it did catch me. You know, that's fun. I miss it. Like I'm excited every Tuesday. A new episode of Ronstadt's coming out. What is it? It is. Um... It's like a story about a guy who can see a different plane. Oh, so it's fictional. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a serial st- fan. It's like like Lord of the Rings was what I listened to with my dad. Lord uh-huh. of the Rings and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh. So it's that kind of feel. Cool. Ooh, yeah. That's it's not deep like that. Yeah. But, but it's a story. Yeah. It's a fun story. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's interesting. I've never, I don't know if I've ever listened to like a long running, like season long, like kind of podcast. I guess I listen. there was one I listened to called The Grey Rooms and then one called Limetown uh, and they were fiction, but I think I finished them. I got, and I did like it. You're right. I should do that. I might listen to it. I do like a good story podcast. And it's only like 30, 40 minutes, so. It gets me to work and halfway home, and then I call my mom. <laughs> there you go, dude. I love commute car phone, like commute phone calls. There's something just so wonderful about them, and they have a definite end because I actually hate talking yeah. on the phone. It's like, all right, got gotta get off the phone now. Got <laughs> getting out of my gotta car. Open the gate. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to bring up? that maybe you wanted to talk about and I didn't ask? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of danced all over the place in this, in this little chat here. 
solved a lot of the world's problems. That's um, the goal. Yeah, you know. That and world domination. Right and left over here. That's what we're doing. We're just fixing it all. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I would just, I don't have anything, I guess, else like to, to talk about, but I don't know. Just everybody, let's just all be, let's just all be nice. How's that? Let's just all be nice <laughs> to each other. Those are my like Mr. Rogers-esque closing statement is let's just be each other's neighbors. Let's be nice. See how that, let's try that out. I do try to do that, actually. I believe that. Hey, believe that whole heart. I don't worry about you. <laughs> That's because I hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think I should have on the show next? Uh, Not next, but who, who would you like to have this? Who would you like to hear this kind of conversation from? You can't say Charlie. She's already agreed to come on. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I I think it would be pretty cool to hear a conversation between you and uh, Jordan Moon. Oh, yeah. I was going to. I was thinking about asking her. I think that would be fascinating. Uh, she's a fascinating person to talk to anyway. I, I just think I think that would be a really, really, a really good conversation. Let me see. I'm trying to think if there's any. Uh, beans that can can come to mind oh uh i don't know if you've ever been connected to uh rowan from season of the witch or mm -hmm. not but he's great he lives in uh england and he has this beautiful posh gorgeous sweet sassy little accent <laughs> so i would recommend rowan uh and let me see i feel like i'm missing like a very glaring bean that I'm just missing entirely. And it's stressing me out. Ah. Just send me a voice clip and yell it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this one. Um, another, I think several, like it's, it's honestly like, um, I do have my eye in there. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Penelope, uh, from Prairie Fire Herbal, uh, I think that I've never spoken to him directly, but I think Zarek from Carson Valley Creations oh, yeah. would be a fun one to talk to. Uh, just a bunch. There's, it's, there's just so many. Um, I, I would even say Sarah from Bright Witch. Like, she's on my list, too. <laughs> she's such a creative powerhouse. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, you know, there's just so there's so many just wonderful people out there that I think not only would be great to talk to, but would be super, super fun to talk to and be into it. And I actually have the two surprise questions. Are you oh, ready? <laughs> First, I want you to recommend something. It can be anything. A snack, a story, a song, a okay. thought practice, whatever. Uh, I'm going to recommend, just because it is the most relevant to me currently, it's an album, it's a record, nothing, it's not witchy, uh, but Shaky Graves, uh, came out with and it's actually like a 10 year old album but he like just released it and it's kind of his it's just a cobbled together collection of his like live tracks and other songs that he recorded like 10 years ago and some new, you know it's just very interesting and it's called roll the bones x like the number just x because for 10 and it's just 
a remarkable album. It's so good. And it is when you listen to it, you are hearing somebody making music that is precisely the music they want to be making and for nobody else. And that's always refreshing to hear, even if it's not like your type of music. Yeah, it's and it's weird. He's creative and he just he just picks weird notes and harmonies and it just he does what he wants to do. And I'm actually I'm seeing him. This is relevant. I'm seeing him tonight. We're going tonight to see him. And I absolutely cannot wait, but I highly recommend Roll the Bones X. Play it in order because it's a story. Uh, Like throughout, well, throughout it is a story. There's three audio tracks of him telling the story of his haunted guitar. And he plays this like old, like 1930s, like Gibson that belonged to this man who fought, like stormed the beaches of Normandy, literally. And um, his hands were burned in a, like infirmary uh, fire. He saved a whole bunch of soldiers and burned his hands. So every day he had to like break his cartilage just to play this guitar. Holy crap. And when he died, this guitar passed to this guy and this guitar then from him passed to shaky graves. The, and that's just like his, his name, you know, and he's telling the story of like getting this guitar and learning to play this haunted guitar in this man, Jay Manley, who owned it before. It's a fascinating record. It's so good. And um, that's that's my recommendation. Roll the Bones Eggs by Shaky Graves. Play it in order. Wait, is that a real story? Yeah, it's his story. He's telling Holy the story. Crap. And it's like, so throughout the album, you hear Shaky Graves having a conversation with the guy he got the guitar from. And they're just telling the story of how he got, like, the day they met, when he first got the guitar, how he learned to play it, and, and stuff like that. And so it's just like, throughout the record, is just audio tracks, just like this. It's cool. Great. Okay, second question. I want you to tell me a story that you love to tell. It doesn't matter what it's about. Just one that you enjoy telling. That you can tell the drop of a hat. Have I ever told you the story about how I almost had my arm broken trying to break up a dogfight? Not to my Did I tell that on the episode or did I ever say that on a live? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a stupid story. Okay. This is maybe my favorite story to tell. (laughs) I don't even have to think. It's the one. So when I was in college, I lived in a rent house in a semi-sketch neighborhood. I wouldn't say fully sketch, but semi-sketch neighborhood. And it was one of those neighborhoods to where it was a circle. And so we were on the inside of the circle, which meant that our backyard shared a fence with the neighbors like on the other side of the circle. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we, and being in a neighborhood of rent, ho- rent houses, it was a college town. There's just tons of turnover all of the time. So you never know who's going to like be your neighbor one month in like your backyard, you know, shit like that. And so at the time I had Gizzy, my little red Corgi and Jora. I had had Jora for about a year now. Uh, and he was with me. And we had a big backyard, kind of, and we lived in this house. Well, so we had these new neighbors show up and they, in their backyard, put an actual, and I'm not like happy about it, like it's sad, but an actual fighter pit. And I mean, scarred up everything. Like you could tell this was a fighting dog and it was sharing a back fence with us. And I knew immediately that this was going to be a problem because, like, I let the dogs out and he was out and he was, like, trying to get through the fence. And he started digging, like, under, to get under the fence to get to my dogs. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And so 
I like went and got some landscaping timbers and like tried to, and I like talked to the people and I was like, look, this is going to be a problem. Like you've got to figure out what to do about this. And of course they didn't. And so I do want to say the story does not end bad, but it sounds like it's gonna, but then it turns into absolute stupidity. So <laughs> Uh, my roommate had a little Yorkie named Zeus uh, that also lived with us. And so all three dogs were out in the backyard one day. And I was just kind of like in my room and my room looked out into the backyard. And I start hearing like dogs going at it. And I look out the window and this dog has dug its head under the fence and has the little Yorkie by the chest, not that, but like got by his like chest muscles, you know, and he won't let go. And he's like, got his head and Gizzy and Jorah are like biting this dog's head, you know, trying to get him to let go. Well, so I at the time was like dating this guy. I dated him for like, like two months, you know, it's college. And he was, (laughs) he was over that day and he and so I see this start happening and I just yell some sort of expletive noise to get everybody's attention that something was wrong and so who was in the house at the time was me the ex-boyfriend and the co-owner of the dog the boyfriend not the girlfriend whose actual dog it was but like he had the dog through extension you know step parent (laughs) sure yes and thankfully the dog's mother was not at home and so we don't really know what to do, but we all just start heading to the backyard outside. To, you know, we just run to this dog. And so luckily, ex-boyfriend, luck, well, semi-luckily and unluckily, ex-boyfriend has the good foresight to grab a broom on the way out. Like a, you know, yeah. like a, just an aluminum broom. And so we get out there and we really don't know what to do about this situation because the dog is in like kill mode and won't let go. And for some reason, the boy, the, not the, the, the step parent, we'll call him the step parent. Okay. He lifts, he lifts up the bottom of the fence. I don't, I, I just don't, I think it was panic. And so that allows the dog to pull the little dog oh, no. onto oh, its no. side of the fence. And this is what I was talking about earlier, like in, in danger moments, I just scaled the chain link fence. And I went and I grabbed the dog's neck, the the big one. I grabbed its neck and tried to just like uh, choke hold it. Something, you know, it was bigger than I was, but it was just like, I wasn't even thinking. And then and that was the same thing in that moment with my arm around its neck. I was like, well, this was fucking stupid, <laughs> you know? And so then as, you know, because it was a stupid idea, boyfriend jumps the fence and I like to think you know because I just I just because of what happened afterwards I paint this in my mind even though I don't think this happened at all but I like to think he like scaled the fence and he like he landed in like an action hero pose and you know and he he rears back with all of his he's got this broom right you know he rears back with all of his might and goes to hit this dog just to shock it to but he misses and he breaks the whole broom (laughs) over my forearm like snaps it over my forearm doesn't hit the dog and i just make some sort of like noise and fall over like just from the shock waves of what just happened so it's pure fucking pandemonium at this point and i'm just sitting there on the ground like with my arm and he's trying to smack this dog and somehow he lets go of zeus 
And so I grab Zeus with one fucking arm. But then the problem is I can't climb the fence because I he like killed the he deadened my arm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't climb the fence. And so I'm stuck with this dog. And I handed the dog to the step parent. And so then this boyfriend just comes and it's like it's it was just the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And so he goes to push me over the fence, but he launches me over the fence and I land again on said arm. And I'm so fucking pissed so angry at this point and so i mean the dust settles (laughs) finally and zeus we take him to the vet you know and he's incredibly okay it's amazing and so it's like the dog just happened to bite him right in the chest you know where dogs have loose chest skin that's all it was and so it's like all he did was kind of like because he bit him in that loose part it just kind of jiggled around and it like tore some muscles but he was there wasn't even like any blood hardly but so we're at the vet's office and I am, I don't, I don't think I'm white from shock, but I am white from adrenaline and the worst goddamn pain in my left arm ever. And I am seething about it. And so I'm just sitting there and I've got my arm and I just had to look like hell on wheels because the vet looks at me and is like, do you, uh, do you want some ice or can we get you anything? We're the vet's office. Like, and so the vet gives me an ice pack and I'm just sitting there fuming. And I later find out that it was pretty much, I got a bone bruise from that shit. And uh, it's one of my favorite stories because it's just stupid. It's just everything about it is stupid. The actions, it was all a bad idea, but luckily Zeus, the Yorkie survived to live a happy life. That's everything I wanted to <laughs> Well, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me and come on the show. Do you want to go over socials again or just I yeah, can go I, in at the end? Okay, yeah. Go or, do yeah, it. just whenever. Do it. I'm bad at this kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and again, I guess if this, if you listen to this <laughs> and you're into it, um, <laughs> Uh, you can catch uh, and uh, Charlie, my co-host, will be doing one of these as well. So if you want to taste, you want to get a taster of both of us before you just put both feet in. Hey, I get it. But you can find us uh, pretty much on anywhere podcasts live or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, everywhere, in all of them. Uh, and it's the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. And uh, you know, if you you can you can kind of start anywhere. I, I would say I would say you don't have to. This is not one to start from the beginning. I never start podcasts from the beginning. I start backwards. I work my way backwards. Oh no! I well because I feel like that's when you're going to get the most current versions of the people and their most current quality. And then if you fall in love with them, you'll be more tolerable to past versions and past quality. That makes sense. Yeah, but I um, if you want to listen, that's where we are. Uh, socials, we're on Instagram. We don't post ever, hardly. Uh, it's at which pitch amateur hour. Um, I have my own account at Macy Anise, <clears throat> and then uh, Facebook. That's which amateur hour. Uh, and then no Twitter bitch on Facebook. <laughs> yep, no bitch on Facebook. There's Twitter, which is bitch hour. We don't oh, post no. there ever, but we have Corey who does most of that for us. <laughs> um, and uh. I guess that's everything. I, I think. I don't know. Charlie usually does the socials part, so I feel like I feel myself <laughs> floundering. Join their Patreon, patreon.com. Oh yeah. Slash which bitch amateur. 
Uh, yeah, I think. It's easy to find. Probably the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour or WBH podcast. We use them both interchangeably. None of our socials line up. And it, it just kind of, I feel like you can just see that and know what you're getting into from the get-go. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again. It was fun to actually talk to you. <laughs> I know. I enjoyed it. I feel, I, I have the nice feeling of, uh, of, of, you know, like post-good conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very content. All right. And see, this is the thing. This is my Texans coming out. We don't know how to say goodbye. So. I do. I, I do. <laughs> So I will uh, take my leave. But thank you again. Man. I learned it I had... from my friend. We go. I guess this is the end. All right. Bye. <laughs> See, that's what my granddad is. When like he, you don't know when the phone call is going to end. It, it will be mid sentence. He'll be like, all right. Well, so uh, bye. And then it's over. <laughs> and so I need to. I need to channel that more. But I will. I will pull from you, and I'll bid you adieu. Okay. On this day. Bye. Bye, boy. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Who, Which, Where podcast. You can find me all around the internet on Instagram at Who, Which, Where Pod, Twitter at WherePod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Who, Which, Where Podcast, and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to whowitchwherepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes. <laughs> <laughs>